Hi, I'm Annalisa. I'm Maggie. And I'm Nicole. And this is Unconditional, the podcast. Welcome back to Unconditional, the podcast, where we're all having a crappy day. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get real authentic in here, guys. (laughs) Too much fun when you're having a crappy day. Not when you're having a crappy day, necessarily. When you're just feeling a little low, right? I guess we should talk about what uh, triggers us for having a bad day, if that's the word, what, what um, elements of a bad day do we experience individually? For me personally, just exhaustion, but not necessarily physical exhaustion, but a, like a mental exhaustion. If I wake up in the morning and I don't see the sun shining, that usually calls for a bad day for me. Um, that I, it's one one thing I love to think about. It's so interesting is like ancient cultures and worshiping the sun and literally having a full day of just Sunday worshiping worshiping the sun. Like I that's in me. That is in my soul because when the sun is not out, there's just something about my aura that is off. Sometimes that can be resolved with certain vitamins and supplements. Um, I know that I have to go to the doctor every six months to get blood work to assess various levels. I have a thyroid disorder and I'm always like, I'm chronically low on vitamin D. Um, I guess it's called a deficiency. Yeah, vitamin D deficient. And so he's got me taking all sorts of stuff that helps immensely. And the actual act of being outside in the sun that helps me emotionally, spiritually, physically, just like you, but sometimes there's a physiological piece to that. Nicole, what about you? So it's funny that you're talking about that uh, because I am also part of the vitamin D deficient club um, and take vitamin D every day uh, in the morning, along with a couple other different supplements. And it was something that was very similar of, you know, the effects of like this exhaustion on your physical mood, like your physical um, well-being, but also your mood and like mental exhaustion, mental abilities, right? And so like when it comes to like today, the sun, like we're, the sun was out earlier, but it was like colder, you know, it wasn't spending as much time outside as I would like to. And then, you know, clouds roll in and it just feels like today, it's just like, like, I don't even know how else to explain it. It just feels like a blah day. But like kind of what you were saying with like the, it reminded me of the connection between like mental and physical well-being and about how they really play very um, close to each other. And so like Maggie, you were saying, like getting blood work done and seeing if there's something physically going on, like also Lisa was saying too, of making sure there isn't something going on there, it could easily play into how you mentally feel. Uh, Cause I know for me, if I have a lot of days in a row of feeling very blah, 
then mentally I feel like, you know, more low, or maybe I am more likely to see the negative that's going on and it's harder for me to focus, which then can cause frustration, right? And like, you can see how it can really compound on itself. It's making me wonder, like, what is it about today for me personally? Like, I can't give you a pinpointed like reason. Um, and it's like, there's part of me that's like, I should feel this way. Cause like I took a week off right? Like, and oh, I'm supposed to be like, you know, bright eyed, bushy tail and coming out of uh, like, you know, time away. Um, but just because there's time away doesn't mean that that's necessarily all that needs to happen in order to get in like a good swing. So, um, but it's so common for people to return from a vacation and feel worse than they did before they left for the vacation. That is so true. Like I hear a lot of like, I need a vacation from my vacation. <laughs> so I used to have a client who would say, um, well, at the beginning, you know, it was, the, the language was kind of the way we're talking, right? Like, oh, I'm having a really crappy day and oh, this is all really terrible. But as they progressed through their treatment and improved in their mental health, they would start to use the mantra, I'm not having a bad day, I'm having a bad moment. Or this isn't a bad life. This is a bad moment. And I, I was so inspired by that. And I'm wondering if we should take their, <laughs> take that lesson from that. Take that on a wall. <laughs> yes. Make so a maybe mural. we all we just shift our thinking right now. We've had a bad couple of moments this afternoon. <laughs> and maybe this evening can be different. What do you think? It becomes more accurate when kind of thinking about that in moment to moment of, okay, maybe this morning I woke up and I felt a little bit blah or not well rested and, but like this happened or like, you know, that made me excited, right? Like, bam, our dog, like, you know, came up and like snuggled with me and that made me happy. Right. And then, you know, a couple of things went wrong this morning. So maybe there was a little dip there right? Uh, technical difficulties and all that kind of fun stuff. And, but like right now I'm feeling okay. Like I'm content, right? Which is still something. Uh, and then who knows what's going to happen later on. I can't, you know, say that it's going to be all a bad day. I mean, it's only like what, two 30 in the afternoon. Like there's plenty of day to live, you know? <laughs> This is why we practice mindfulness, right? You practice it on the cushion so that when you're off the cushion, you remember how to be purely in the moment. So even though this morning may have been crappy and this evening, who knows what it's going to be in this moment, right? I'm with my friends and peers, right? Doing a project that I've always enjoyed doing, talking about a topic that is meaningful to me and to a lot of other people. And so, yeah. I am content right now too. But I have a question for you, Nicole. How do you know that you're content? So I tend to go very physical uh, first. Uh, and so I know I'm content physically uh, because I my breathing's regular. I don't feel like my heart's jumping out of my chest. It feels pretty even. I don't feel tense in the places I usually do, like in, you know, typically in your shoulders, my neck, right? 
Um, and so I don't feel like that like metaphorical weight is on my shoulders right now. Um, and so I know that things are starting to become less content when you get, like, I get like that tightness in my chest or that like, you know, tension, those kinds of things start to creep up. That's when I know I'm, I'm going in a different direction. But right now I'm breathing more easy, uh, which is different than this morning. I wasn't breathing as easy <laughs> um, and I felt more tension. Uh, so those are usually like my things that I, I do like a little bit of um, a body scan, right? If we're talking about mindfulness, right? I've conditioned myself to do a body scan when I'm feeling certain ways of like, okay, where am I feeling this right now? And like, what needs to change? So uh, right now, I don't feel like much needs to change, maybe a little bit more water. Um, <laughs> but uh, when is that not a, a thing? Um, and, but like, yeah, that's, that's mostly what, what I would really turn to in terms of like signs. Yeah, earlier today, I was feeling sad, which it actually did take me a, a little bit to figure out to be able to actually identify the emotion. And the way I did was because I finally let myself check in with my body and noticed like tears behind my eyes and that like sort of choking feeling in my throat. And also Benji helped me because he was really snuggling me a lot this morning, licking my hands a lot. I'm like, what are you noticing in me, Benji? A question I ask my clients all the time. What is Benji noticing in you? I had to actually ask myself that time. So he helped uh, clue me in as well. But now I, I am much more relaxed. My jaw is more relaxed, right? I'm, my shoulders are further down than they were earlier, not up around my ears. So it, it's a skill, right? To be able to recognize these emotions. And then the important question the, the important next question is, what do we do with that, right? All right, I was sad earlier, I'm content now. What am I deciding with the rest of my afternoon? It's a good question. Um, all of us are looking very quizzical. Uh, like, uh, what do we do with that? I think like, it goes, like going back to that mindfulness piece of like taking it moment by moment of just like keeping that, keeping in tune continuously or giving yourself check-ins. So like, I know on days where I am especially stressed out or overwhelmed, I like check in with myself at certain points in the day, especially if I know something's coming up that's going to cause stress or like bring up a lot of intense stuff. It's like, all right, I know that I'm going to check in with myself and like kind of give myself a little pep talk going into it. But after it's happened, giving myself time to process in whatever that way that's going to look like for that specific situation, right? So that might be kind of just sitting with myself for a few minutes, or I'm taking a drive, you know, back home and I'm listening to music or what have you, or I'm talking with my husband, or I'm playing with a dog or a bunny, right? Like there's like other things that can be done um, but like you're saying, it is a skill. And so it's something that I've found over time in the past, kind of like how you're saying, trying to get in touch with like what emotion it was in the past. I'd be like, 
okay, I feel a lot of something and I need to do something with it, but I don't know what I'm going to like kind of put it to the side and do all the things that I need to do for the rest of the day. Right. Like dishes don't get themselves done. I need to see, like, I need to see clients or do my job or whatever. And just kind of like, all right, I'm going to put myself to the side, but those are definitely the moments to take more time to check in with yourself. Um, and if it's not something that's a consistent practice now, getting into the habit of checking in with yourself, um, whether it's, you know, in the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, middle of the day, all three, um, and getting more into the practice, because, you know, there's might be people listening right now who are like, okay, that sounds awesome, but like, how do you, how do you get there? Um, that's one way. Feeling anxious, stressed, or overwhelmed? Join local Montgomery County author and animal-assisted therapist Annalisa Smithson for a 21-day journey of compassionate, playful self-discovery. Readers will relish this timely, easy-to-digest pilgrimage of self-love, which Smithson offers through 21 snack-sized chapters that can be easily digested before breakfast. Unconditional Learning to Love Your Authentic Self is available now on Amazon in ebook, paperback, and hardback versions. Get your copy today. Go to AnnaliseSmithson.com for more information or find Unconditional on Amazon. if my therapist had been in the room a few minutes ago when we started, she would have said, Annalisa, crappy is not a feeling. <laughs> would you like to look at the feeling wheel and pick a more accurate word? <laughs> you guys are reading my brain today. I was literally waiting to say, hey, I have a question. We've all heard, at, well, we've talked about being and feeling content. We've all heard the phrase, how are you? I'm fine. Fine isn't a feeling. Is fine a feeling? I want to make a t-shirt in a bunch of different colors and just wear it every day to work. No, um, it's not a feeling. Um, so fine typically means there is another emotion that I'm trying to not think about and I, or I don't want to say, um, and fine sounds great because fine equals, I don't have to talk about anything. Um, and that's just like, I mean, if we're talking about like a therapy session, right? If a client comes in and says, I'm fine, I usually look at them for a couple of seconds and let it sink in. And then I say, okay, now, how are you really doing? Like, what are you, what, what kind of feelings are actually coming up for you? <laughs> Cause I'm getting the sense that's not, that's not necessarily what's happening, right? Fine is not people. I will repeat, fine is not a feeling. If that's the word that comes up first, let's just give yourself a couple seconds and something else will come up, I promise you. <laughs> so this is where it can be helpful to, to have knowledge of the different life domains and the different self-care domains, right? So physical self-care, emotional self-care, cognitive, um, spiritual, did I say social? 
family, marriage, and practical. So once you've done the work of acknowledging that you are feeling not fine or feeling crappy or more accurately feeling angry, sad, overwhelmed, whatever, insert emotion word here. And you know that because you've identified it in your body and in your heart and in your thoughts, then, you know, you can kind of ask yourself, well, what can I do about this? You know, I'm, I'm feeling sad today. So do I need to give myself time to explore that sadness and express it? Yes. <laughs> yes, probably. Yes. Um, and then once I have done so, do I, I, do I have to like sit in my tears for the rest of the day? No, I can go provide myself some emotional self-care, or it might even be helpful to lean away from the emotional self-care because I do have an emotionally taxing job and provide some other kind of self-care, cognitive self-care, go do a puzzle, just take a brain break and, and let the emotions kind of you know, simmer in the background for a little while or do some physical self-care, right? Go for a run and see if my body can help me move through some of what's going on. So actually taking the time to like think about what works for you in each domain, thinking about that while you're content and focused can help you later on when you're not doing as well. Yeah, you bring up a good point too, Lisa, about the type of self-care that you need in that moment. Sometimes, I, I, I know for me, if I'm feeling sad, right, I tend to listen to sadder music, watch a movie that usually makes me cry, right? Like all like, and yes, there is a time and place for that, but you also, you want to recognize the feeling, accept the, you know, acknowledge the feeling, and then be able to move, because like, Feelings are supposed to be house guests, not residents, right? Like they're not necessarily supposed to be the thing that stays with you forever. They're not permanent. Um, and so in moments where you're feeling sad, it might be time to do some opposite action, right? So if I'm feeling sad, maybe I'm listening to my favorite album that is not of a sad genre of <laughs> music, right? Or I'm going outside and I'm doing something, or maybe I am hanging out with like with Bam for a bit and we're, we're playing with a toy or, or something, right? Because he tends to do something that's funny and then I end up, you know, getting some of that energy out by laughing and then like, you know, it, it kind of releases a bit. So there, there's also recognizing those moments of, okay, am I feeding too far into this emotion? Am I giving it residence? Or am I acknowledging that the feeling's happening, and, which is great, because we like to acknowledge our house guests, but we don't want to stay with, like, you know, I mean, unless they're moving in, that's for another day. Okay, so let's get personal. What are we going to do with our afternoons or evenings to care for ourselves? I would like to, now that it's finally the weather is starting to be somewhat regular. Um, I would like to start walking in the evenings, especially with Stevie, um, that I think it would be good for her and for me um, and make a routine of that because I'm incorporating my pet, my you know companion, as well as the element of getting outside, getting that fresh air because, oh, 
it sounds so cliche, but it really does help. It's amazing. Just like stepping outside for five minutes during the day can give you that, just that boost that you needed. It's like a cup of coffee for some people. I need a cup of coffee. Maggie and Stevie on their evening constitutional. Do you just picture like, you know, the the beginning of 101 Dalmatians when Pongo is evaluating all the do- all the female dogs walking by. It's just me and Steve prancing away. There we are. Um, but to go along with what you're talking about, Maggie, I think, you know, what I'll be doing later is spending time with not only, you know, with Bam, but also with Hops. Uh, she is... Whereas Bam is very much like, he, he'll snuggle, but he likes to play. Hops, uh, who is a rabbit. Um, I mean, yeah. the name Disclaimer. Been... <laughs> Disclaimer. She, she, not, she... not a frog. Yeah, Hops is not a leaping lizard. Anyway, not a kangaroo. Oh my gosh, I'm like, Hops, duh, it's a rabbit. And like, so you came in with a frog and I'm like- Meat hops, my therapy kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the self-care practice I'm going to use today will be a self-compassion meditation. That's going to be what is in store for me before I transition from work to home. So what's going to be our takeaway? Well, in general, I think a good takeaway is that it's okay to acknowledge when you're having a bad moment, even if it's several consecutive moments. And we still have a choice, right? We still have options to be able to handle our bad moments and take care of ourselves. But now I'm realizing as I'm talking that I have an additional takeaway, which is I feel so much better now than I did an hour ago, right? Spending time with the two of you, laughing, getting my mind off my problems for a little bit has boosted my mood immensely. So secondary takeaway, spend some time with some friends. Yes, call a friend. Always a good one. All right, we'll be back next week, right? All right, thanks for listening, and we'll see you then. Bye! Signing off.